This is Hello, welcome back to the uh, still effervescent force, although my effervescence is long gone, of metal nerdery. <laughs> I had a moment of silence that wasn't so silent. <laughs> still using those big words. Anyway, that's thanks you, for joining us. It's uh, engineered talk. Sorry about that, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. What's up? So, uh, this episode, we're going to talk about some metal bands covering non-metal songs. Seems to go both ways. Gross. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. What? What's um, that? Yeah. yeah. Talking about yeah. non-metal bands covering sure. metal bands. Come on, people. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, anyway, it's, uh, I think every, every band starts out playing other people's songs to a certain extent, you know? I mean, it's kind of how you learn what you're into. Sure. All that good stuff. I mean. That's all, it's all the influence that comes down. It's like eventually, you know, something's going to influence something else, and they've got to do that. You know, Typo is a perfect example. Because obviously Black Sabbath influenced Typo Negative, and you listen to that, it's like, oh yeah, they were definitely influenced by them. So yeah, it's kind of a way to pay homage. Now, you know, we were all playing Metallica songs and yeah. Black Sabbath. and But that was back before you got the stern look of disapproval in the Guitar Center when you started banging out like Inner Sandman. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, we got another one. He no stairway. No stairway. He sucks at it. He's got the distortion on 15, and he's just he's feeding back <laughs> in the whole store. Everybody in the warehouse is pulling their hair out. But, but yeah, that's how you learn, as you do covers. It's what you, were, you were probably that guy when you walked in Guitar Center. They just went ahead and tripped the power switch for the whole store. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're closed. But it's 2.30. Doesn't matter. We're closed. You're not fucking playing Metallica. Get out of here. No Freebird either. Free bird. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, we're just going to talk about some uh, metal bands that have covered songs by a non-metal artist. Ratchild America. Yeah, a band that we've talked about a little bit before. That underrated, totally fucking underrated, especially oh, yeah. in metal. Oh yeah, one uh, of probably one of the most underrated bands ever. But yeah, they did a uh, cover of Pink Floyd's "Time."
And you know what? That Very version good. took me kind of a minute to... I think, well, you know, the classic Floyd version with the clocks and all that stuff, I mean, you'll never truly replicate that perfectly. And it took me a minute to... They were one of those where it's like they made it their own, but it took me a minute to get in that headspace to get it. You know what I mean? But yeah. I dig the song, but it just it was kind of a grower for me. It Gross. It wasn't a shower. Yeah, well, I mean, plus it was a maybe a strange pick for that album because the rest of it's, you know, kind of crazy, you know, sort of rock and thrash metal. Yeah. Well, we read something a while back that Ratchel America caught a lot of flack, I guess, early on because their albums weren't really... A solid sound they would kind of jump around a little bit and have different stuff which was one oh, of the yeah. part of their appeal it was yeah. still rooted in metal, yeah to us they were eclectic yeah but they were all over the road like they'd have like a blues tune they'd have one that had kind of a jazzy thing mm. like some odd time signature what was stuff. that instrumental on uh 3d oh Prego? Prego? yeah i mean they went it's in there yeah they went rock bluegrass jazz i mean within one song they were all over the place <clears throat> Hey guys, excuse me, real quick. I just wanted to give a plug. Uh, no, no, really. You said Prego, and it, it's what I use in my sauce. So I, I just wanted to give a shout out. Thank no, you, Prego. No, no ragu for you. No, just Prego. It's in there. That's why I use it. <laughs> and I always listen to Ratchel America whenever I whenever I make pasta. So it's cool. Anyway, but back to the list, guys. Thanks. That was a that was awesome live. Oh, oh yeah, they were badass live. Yeah. I mean, yep. even this cover was badass. Yeah, I remember. I remember that show when they played it. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh wow, cool. You know, but they were one of those live bands that you just when you went to go see them, you knew the whole show was going to kick ass because they were like from start to finish, everything they played, the energy they had. It was like they were one of those shows I always look forward to going to. Yeah, absolutely. Even when they were sold at zero, I mean, it just never no, could get enough. It, it was always a hundred percent. Nothing less. Not more than. Less. More? What? I said, if not more than. Right. It so. sounds like a sounds like a villager on some foreign planet. Hello, I'm if not more than. What? I come from the village of Clank. I don't know. It okay. sounded funny to me. Right. And we're moving on. Uh, Matt's yeah. a retard. I think that's. I think Millie's been feeding you too much. Uh, I don't know what he puts in the pasta. Prego. It's got kind of a weird. Whatever it is, uh, it's in there. It's kind of a weird, you know, I see like there's trails on that. Oh, no, that's the cover of uh, Paranoid. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got Pantera doing Planet Caravan. Off of, they did that on Far Beyond Driven. Which again was kind of a weird because Far Beyond Driven was balls out all the way through, and then Good they time. and then they throw Planet Caravan on the end of it. But yeah, like you said, they fucking nailed it. They did. I, I mean, think that was sounded perfect. perfect. That was perfect. the perfect way to end it too, because it was like it was the way they. Remember the video they had for it? Yep. 
that video is we watched that video while hey. traveling to Planet Caravan. Hint, hint. But it's very it's a cool fucking video. But it's like they did so much justice to that song just with the production and like with dimes. Yeah. Oh man. It's ridiculous. Love that version. Yeah. They just had a nice pure kind of sound to it. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, they weren't they weren't trying to meddle it up, you know what I mean? They were yeah. just I mean, they still put the Pantera mark on it, but I mean, it, it still had that vibe of like... Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That they, the, they maintain the essence. Yeah, I mean, you could totally get the, the wood paneling walls and the shag carpet <laughs> with the Pantera version. I'm just saying. You and your suicide paneling, I'm man. Just, I'm just saying, man. Every time. Hey, every time. It's going to be a new cover song, Suicide Paneling Part 1. <laughs> part 1. <laughs> part 1 and Part 2. Part two is when you drop a nail through your hand, and that's when it starts screaming. No, part two is uh, about the shag carpeting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> suicide wall. You can't have two. suicide panels without shag carpet. The shag. The tail of the shag. And your uh, split pea green sofa. So oh, yeah. And the matching there. appliances. you got to have that, too. Yeah. And uh, More Sabbath covers. Yeah, more Sabbath. The most yeah. unorthodox one. Yeah, typo. They, they were pretty well known for doing lots of covers you wouldn't think they would do and and they made it theirs yeah so that's the inter- that's the profound thing with typos they made their they, any cover they did sounded like a typo song yeah so here uh their 1992 album origin of the feces which was kind of a uh, faux live album uh they did paranoid which i don't know probably one of black sabbath's fastest songs i would guess of the Ozzy era? I don't know. That might be right up there close. with Symptom of the Universe. Mm, close. Those are they're probably on par. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. up tempo, but Typo like slowed it down 12,000%. Yeah, typo is like does. The, Typo has the effect on music, kind of like the opposite of most live bands. Like most bands <laughs> play faster when they're live. It's yeah. like Typo almost plays slower. But it, but they have a way of maintaining the heavy. Big time. They shake yeah. the room. Which is a... I don't know. It's a really good cover. In the middle of it, they uh, they throw a little Iron Man in there. Jesus. 
like how sometimes they'd open their shows like with the beginning of you know cornucopia from volume four and then they just they'd like start off that beginning they'd start off with that and then they'd like go through the first bar of it before the verse starts and then they'd just jump into one of their songs cool it was always cool yeah. but they were always doing that like just borrowing bits and they might drop a piece in that was like part of a black sabbath song they did all kinds of cool covers, though. They did the the song Black Sabbath. They did, uh, they did an awesome Highway Highway that. Star from uh, Deep Purple. They turned Hey Joe into Hey Pete. Hey Peter. <laughs> uh, well, they they did a uh, Cinnamon Girl from uh, Neil Young. Yeah. Uh, Seals and Cross. They did Summer Breeze. That's always a classic. Turned that happy song into a little uh, Suicide Ditty. <laughs> suicide <laughs> Ditty. <laughs> Goth girls dig it. <laughs> yeah. They, they were always, you never knew what Typo was going to do. I think that's why I liked him so much. They just. Well, you knew that Peter Steele was always going to be entertaining. Very unpredictable. Yeah. Just like the fake live album that it came off of. That is such a fun live album, though. I like it. That there's one part on there where, like, people are, they have, like, a fake audience. And they're like, people are going, you suck, you suck. <laughs> and Peter Steele goes, oh. You paid 15 American dollars to get in here. <laughs> Who sucks now? <laughs> hey, you say we suck. $15. 15 uh, American dollars. Typo. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, one more story about Typo, because I have many. But uh, Tommy met them the first time we saw him in Georgia at the uh, International Ballroom. He meets uh, Peter Steele and Kenny Hickey out back, you know, and he's, uh, he's like, Peter Steele shakes my hand, more like envelops it. <laughs> and uh, Tommy asks him, hey, man, you know you got an album out? He's like, yeah, don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. He said, Kenny Hickey's standing back there like, dude, we got to eat. You know, he's like, got this look on his face. Like, man, we got to eat. We got to get home. You know, it's like, <laughs> Peter Steele's it. like, it sucks. Don't buy it. <laughs> totally sucks. Don't buy it. Don't buy our latest album. Anyway, good stuff. Interesting. <laughs> it's like, dude, we're starving to death. Shut up. <laughs> and then you got a little Anthrax. Their 1990 album, Persistence of Time, doing a Joe Jackson cover. I'm trying to got think to ever remember that song. Because I remember Joe Jackson had some other stuff in the 80s you hear on like regular radio. But I know I've heard it. I don't know if I ever like sought it out to listen to it. Yeah, I, I looked it up when I was putting this together and i found a live version of it with joe jackson wherever it was but it was, it was pretty up tempo but you know obviously not the same kind of heavy guitars you know anthrax but it was it was cool it was a cool listen hmm. i do I want to check it, it out because the only the only song i think of when i think of joe jackson is joe jackson joe jackson joe this is sean connery <laughs> talking about joe jackson, jackson. <laughs> Joe Jackson was also Michael Jackson's father. I always think of that persistence song. of time. Always think of that song, "Stepping Out." Stepping out. But I've never heard "Got the Time," but "Stepping Out." Joe Jackson always makes me think of "Stepping Out." I'm like, that's not the song they covered, but, but yeah, they definitely turned it to gold. 
Which makes me think, given Anthrax, like I listened to the uh, the cover of them doing Kansas, Carry On Wayward Son, which they nailed perfectly. Carry on my wayward son, there'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest, don't you cry no they're one of those bands that like instead of trying to make it theirs they just kind of go with trying to be faithful to the original because a lot of their covers of yeah covers. a lot of their covers are like that they sound a lot like, like the, the original. original yeah but that's that's only really two ways you can go you can either make it sound just like the original or you can kind of make it your own thing and it sounds nothing like the original there's not really an in-between i don't no. think well, they, have you heard that Anthems album they put out? It yeah, was like all covers. Shit on there. They, uh, I think know, they, they do a- they do Rush, uh, TNT from ACDC. Mm. They do a Journey cover, uh, Boston. They do Smoking, which yeah, is pretty that cool. Was, that was cool. Him, but had the keyboards in it too. So yep. yeah, and, uh, I can see them the doing all those songs yeah. for sure. Yeah. They do uh, Cheap Trick, Big Eyes, which I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, they nailed it. And then, uh, of course, my favorite, Thin Lizzy, Jailbreak. <laughs> But that's that just it. Badass. I mean, it still sounded like Anthrax, but it was like they nailed the covers. There was no real, like, going off on a, you know, complete, total, utter tangent. Like, wait, that sounds nothing like the original. Right. You know? Yeah, they, they, they stuck to them pretty, pretty so, tight. And I think it depends on the song, too, because some songs you have to, it has to sound just like the song or it's going to be like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, you know, if yeah. you've heard the song, if it's a real popular song, if you've heard it a million times, or if there's then, even subtleties that everybody expect, and it's like if you leave that part out, it's like right, you screwed it up. Yeah, I just think it's cool on that Anthem's album they did that Journey song, which you know, kind of a lot of a lot of bands couldn't really faithfully re- reproduce a Journey song. Sure, but uh, Belladonna was always kind of more of a Journey type singer. I mean, I've read interviews where he's like, really, that's more my thing than than this whole metal thing. But I guess he just. He got into it, and he pulled it off with that too. It's just like the oh, Kansas yeah. tune. Yeah. I mean, he's got yeah. the voice for it, absolutely, and it works. It doesn't sound out of place or anything. Yeah. Like Joe's always been good about that, though. Like when they covered Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. I yeah, mean, he sounded good on that. He oh, sounded yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I always thought that version was badass. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm never going to say the Sabbath version was not, but I'm saying that version was yeah. definitely badass. And then, of course, they did uh, Maiden's version of that too. <clears throat> Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Didn't they do that? I don't know. On uh, oh, it's no. on one of the NIBs, isn't it? Is it Maiden? Uh, 
is it a ver- it's a version Bruce did, and I think he did it with. Oh, did he do it with somebody? He did else? It with somebody, but I don't remember. Okay, that sounds hard. Therapy. I don't remember. Well, no, in that Nativity and Black thing, therapy did something with Ozzy, but yeah, 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 they were with. Uh, I felt like Bruce did do something for that that Sabbath thing, but now, damn it, now I can't remember. That's gonna drop me nuts. I'm trying to look it up now. I don't know who was. There was like one group that was together for that, the Bullring Brummies. But that, that was, was that Rob Alford? Alford and like okay. a couple other. I thought was Bill Ward part of that. It seemed like there was a I few other know. handful of people in that community that were part of it. I don't know. Those NIB albums were kick ass. Oh yeah, quite tasty. Oh, pardon me. Even Biohazard. I mean, they, they did a good job. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything on those was good. Coc. I love Slayer's version of Hand of Doom. I thought that was badass. Of course, I mean, what's not to be badass? It's Slayer. Doing Sabbath. I was going to say. Durr. Slayer, Sabbath. Durr, 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 durr. Pretty much guaranteed to be badass. Slayer, Sabbath. Black Slayer. Black Slayer. <laughs> oh, it was, That's uh, not going to fly. <laughs> I can promise you that. Bruce Dickinson and Godspeed. Godspeed. Okay. Yeah, told you. Stereo. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys. We're broadcasting Jeez. in stereo. <laughs> Godspeed. Godspeed, my friends. Uh, yeah, next is a band that I don't really listen to, <laughs> other than this one uh, this one song, but uh, Alien Ant Farm, yeah. which I don't even know if you'd really call it metal. I don't. I don't. No. I'm not really not familiar. I don't with think so. Other yeah. than I, I think but, they might fall somewhere under the umbrella, but uh, I'm not sure if they're. I guess I just kind of lumped them into this because they, you know, Michael Jackson's a smooth criminal. It just they just freaking amped it up, and it just they just. Earworms its way right into your brain. <laughs> well, I mean, you definitely, I mean, there's no denying it's MJ because when you go back and listen to it, you can hear kind of like the. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the way that riff moves around. Yeah. It's just, it's just cool. I yes. enjoy listening we to it. We always talked about that before. There's some songs like, you know, we did that cover, you know, Synchronicity 2 by the police. Yeah. Which, like that song screams to be a metal tune, but it's not. I thought we did that pretty well, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Kind of like how when uh, Akathisia did that cover "Pressure" by Billy oh, yeah. Joel, yeah, that was that was not like the original, but it took the original and made it like that little organ part in the middle. Mm-hmm. They made it like crazy Akathisia, you know, thousand miles an hour style. They're like, it was just it was almost comical to watch, but it was badass to watch them do it. Yeah, cool. Here's an interesting thought provoking thing that I just thought of. How about going the other way? A non-metal artist doing a metal cover. You know, Tori Amos did a cover. No, there's of Rain plenty of those. Yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah. It's eerie as fuck. It's weird. I it's saw cool. Tori Amos like two or three times. I kept waiting for her to break it out, but you know, she didn't. Uh, so. It's really, really cool. <laughs> I would have probably it's... been the only guy there going, fuck yeah! <laughs> but it sounds so fucking dark. It's just very weird because it's just, it's nothing like, you know, Rain and Blood, you know, the song. Sure. Never but, heard it. <laughs> I don't know what that sound like. I was born in 19. I don't know. I don't remember. But it just has this weird, eerie darkness. It's really fucking cool. You'll have to hear it. But. I like Tori Amos. I'll admit it. Who doesn't? I don't know. Probably somebody. Well, you know what? Screw them. We didn't ask them. Yeah, speaking of Slayer. Yeah, got it. Yeah, The uh, Less Than Zero soundtrack, 1987. What's so funny That's about that is that that song was supposed to be, I think, like, or the words are supposed to be like, you know, in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, but supposedly that's out, what it translates to. No, that's what it translates to. I looked it up because I was like, what the hell does it even mean? I don't know. 
It makes Supposedly, sense. that's what Google says it means. So that damn Google must be right. Google, it's got to be right. Yeah, yeah. I hung out with that Google dude, man. He's all right. <laughs> Back when you were hanging out with that dude, Pink Floyd. Yeah, man, he comes down to the rib barn on Cobblot all the time. <laughs> I buy him a beer when he comes in. Old Pink Floyd. Yeah, he's a good dude. <laughs> I'm glad Slayer didn't do the 20-something-plus-minute version of uh, the Iron Butterfly original. Yeah, I don't think that would have worked yeah. Slayer style. They'd be yeah. exhausted by the time they got to the end. I can't play anymore. Been one of those things I had to do it in like six takes or something. <laughs> Their version of Hand of Doom is badass. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'd like to hear more covers from them. I mean, the whole Undisputed Attitude album is pretty good. Most of the songs are like punk. There's a lot of punk and hardcore covers, and they do good stuff, but there's not too many things I'm really familiar with. I got to say, I don't really, I never listened to that one. I don't, it's like I totally forgot about it. Yeah, it's been a long time for yeah, me. I don't think I ever. You have to kind of be in a headspace for it. If you're in a Slayer headspace, it's fine. But And then they included like those couple of like, their version of what like a punk or hardcore song would be. There were yeah. Slayer songs, but they included them. Like it was like uh, I don't even know, "Can't Stand You" and "D Dam" or something. Drunk drivers against bad mothers. <laughs> <laughs> just thought it was funny. D Dam, the Dam, the Dam, the Dam. Exodus. Uh, that little Exodus. About uh, on that album, you had a twofer. But you got Lowrider on "Fabulous Disaster." Yep. Metal cover twofer. I just uh, I was going for the non-metal. Well, it's, you know, I guess technically. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Uh, Still a bonus. Two two cover yeah. songs on one Exodus album. It's a bargain. Who would have ever thought Lowrider on an Exodus album? Yeah. You know. I think they worked it out right though, because it kind of fit right in there with like Toxic Waltz kind of had the vibe. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's one of those where. Where that dude's vocals should not work on that song, but the way they do it, it <laughs> does. They work, yeah. yeah it really, it really shouldn't because it, <laughs> it sounds like really. It's kind of uh, it's a little extreme. It needs to be, a, but it kind of does work because it's like the ow, ma, rant. This is just just like the. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know I do amazing, completely painstakingly accurate. Just noticing that uh, pretty much all of these covers, I think, minus the Inagata De Vita so far, have been from the 70s. Really? Yep. Inagata De Vita 68. Voivod. Then you got some uh, some more Floyd. Voivod doing Astrona, I can't talk. Astronomy Domine. Domine sounds like the nice or, middle ground between Domine and Domine. Domine. 
Somebody needs to ask David Gilmore. It's like before he dies, because you know Sid's dead, so we don't really know what he was talking about. But no, that one's from it? the '60s as well. Pink Floyd's "Piper at the Gates of Dawn," the first Floyd album. I remember they used to play that on uh, Wreckage, but I think that probably fell, unfortunately, in the Celtic Frost <laughs> potty break category. So I don't. I always I liked it. it. I thought it was pretty cool. I dug it. I mean, I always heard reference to it, and I always respected it because it was Floyd, but it was like I just never heard it much. And I feel like Voivod was one of those important bands in metal that they always got name-checked, but I was just never – I never knew people who were, like, big into Voivod. Yeah, me either. I had, uh, I had I two, had two or three of their albums, and I liked them. I didn't, I didn't keep up with them, but I know in more recent years, after Newstead got out of Metallica, he was actually in Voivod for a little while. Recorded an album with him. Uh, he might have toured with him. I can't remember, but I know he did an album with him. Mm. Cool. Because he was a big Voivod guy. So I think know. I remember, though, that I liked that song because it was like a heavier version of the Floyd original. And I remember thinking, oh, that's Yeah, it was of one of those. I haven't heard it in a long time, but it kind of stayed true to the original, but sort of heavied it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, they didn't go too crazy with it. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like an exact recreation, but. Sure. Of course, you got that. I forget what the singer's name is, but is it wasn't Piggy, was it? He was no, Piggy. He's the that's the guitar player. But uh, yeah, well, he wrote for me one time down at Chili's. It was uh, yeah, Piggy's a good guy. We just heard um, Corn doing yeah the wall. That was impressive. That was actually really really yeah, good. I did most. That's the most uh, musically impressed I've ever been with Corn. I mean, I've always dug Corn back in the day, but I haven't heard like the later stuff. That was, was really quite good. impressive. I was, uh, yeah. it's pretty unsure at the outset. Corn doing Pink Floyd. I don't know about that. It's not good. It was actually really, really good. So yeah. if you're out there and you want to look it up, look it up because uh, it's good. Tasty guitar solo. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. I have like a, a version of, like if Corn was doing like a version of Time or something and like all the clocks go off and it's just like the beginning of him on Twist. But like all the clocks <laughs> just all of them in unison just like <laughs> sorry dumb no you're not moment of dumbness maybe I'm not uh, I don't care. it's another band I like back in the 90s I don't know who, who all remembers them or not but uh, Life of Agony yes uh, their second album Ugly from 1995 they do uh, Don't You Forget About Me from uh, Simple Minds Coming up on Q Rock Radio. From Life the Breakfast Agony. Club. Doing an 80s cover from way back in the day. Don't you forget about me. On WRKR 101 Rock Radio. Are you about to fall asleep over there? <laughs> what the? Sorry, the drugs just kicked in. I'll um, be back to normal. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good cover. The, the, the way it starts off, you can't really tell what the hell it is. Until yeah. Well, because it was it such a soft starts. intro, too. <laughs> he basically said the same thing you just weren't paying attention because you're a fucking idiot idiot <laughs> gotta regroup gotta regroup after that one <laughs> soft intro was all it took don't even know what this is oh, talking goodness. about I just said that, that was red moron. yeah it was kind of like a reddish <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, isn't it obvious? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Idiot. moving on, moving on, <laughs> moving on. Uh, 
don't know. Wow, Matt, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saying that, Millie. Somebody had to. Hey, anytime, anytime. Uh, <laughs> uh, last on my list here that of stuff that I got. Uh, not on any kind of album. I came across it on YouTube one night. Uh, Therapy, which is a band from uh, Ireland trio. Been putting albums out for a while. I dig them. Another band that probably not a whole lot of people know, but my buddy Scott got me into them. Uh, anyway, they do, they're doing a little club show with Bruce Dickinson of uh, Iron Maiden. Based on that video we saw before, it looks like uh, Bruce has a hard time with a very small stage area. Yeah, he's got about four square feet to move around, <laughs> and he's, he's used to having a football field. But uh, it's uh, they're doing a cover of uh, Black Knight from Deep Purple. It's recorded in Belfast. That's actually a badass song anyway. Deep yeah, it's Purple's a great song. In the, in the metal category, for sure. Um, I thought they, I thought it sounded really good, you know. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean therapy is obviously... Very excited to have the air raid siren well, on stage the, with him. Who yeah. the fuck wouldn't be? But Bruce, also, Bruce. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good pairing, though. I mean, because his voice is perfect for that. Like a good, good boy. Sorry, I'm having to wipe away the tears from the uh, from the soft <laughs> intro. <there. laughs> soft intro. Another Matt Matt classic there. <laughs> Anyway, those are uh, those are some of the things I uh, I came up with for the list. Uh, what do you guys got, William? Anything you'd like to share? Sure. Yeah, I found um, which I hadn't. You know, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that we've all heard back in the day. But um, as I was scrolling through, uh, Creator doing the Number of the Beast. Oh, yeah. Very nice. I, hadn't, I haven't heard that one, so. Did a version of that way back in the day. It was, it was, was that yeah, your idea? No. 
No, we played a, it was a parking lot near Kmart, and we played that on the, the garden shop day. They were doing plants outside. Uh, we, we got paid in plants, but yeah, it, was, it was a pretty good version, though. Everybody really dig it. it. We got plants, and they brought us uh, sandwiches from McDonald's, so it was cool. Plants and sandwiches. <laughs> hey, at least you, you're you not starving. <laughs> you know what? I did not know this until I read it earlier today, but apparently... The song Evil Woman on the first Black Sabbath album, which was before they were on Warner Brothers in America, so it was the Vertigo label. I didn't realize that was a cover, but uh, it's a band called Crow. And, you know, of course, you know, Black Sabbath, obviously, The Godfather's a metal, and of course you hear it, and it's kind of got like a not really a metal vibe, but then they kind of still make it theirs, you know? Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Either. 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 Is it either or either? Um. One I wanted to touch on real quick that I totally dig. I still dig it today. I listened to it today. Is Wasp doing a cover of The Real Me by The Who. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that one. No, that was there, good. There was a good video stuff for right it there. from yeah. the Headless Children album. They did a video back in like the Headbangers Ball days. But it was kind of like like with the Anthrax thing. Like They made it theirs, but it was still like faithful. It was like taking the original and adding steroids, basically. Yeah. Like in the production, but it was still like the Wasp vibe. But yeah, it's... Very excellent and badass for sure. Cool. Uh, talking about Wasp, they did a they did a cover on Inside the Electric Circus. Uh, yeah, I don't need no doctor. I remember that one. Uh, Ray Charles. That was uh, that was good stuff too. Ashford and Simpson. Huh? Like go back. I, I saw it said Ashford and Simpson. It's and they like, actually yeah. did a. Wait a minute. So did they write? Okay, I know this is totally not metal nerdery, but did they? So it was written by Ray Charles. They were probably, they, that happens a lot. People up. will be there. Song, oh, yeah. you know, people will be songwriters, and then they kind of develop a, a career. Willie Nelson was like that. It's totally non-metal, but I mean, he wrote songs for everybody back in the day. So wait, is that saying that they wrote it for Ray Charles? Is that well, the way to interpret that? Not necessarily, because the way songwriters just write songs, right? Right. You know, and a song basically gets roughed out, and then it kind of gets pitched to different artists. You know, you know you want to do my song kind of deal or whatever. So that's kind of, I'm just trying to understand the context here. Cause it says Ray Charles cover. And then under the writers, it's got, well, Joe they, Armstead, they wrote Nick it. Ashford, they Simpson. wrote it. And Ray Charles probably did Performed it initially. It. Right. Yeah. 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 So, but they also mm-hmm. got a, your eye mm-hmm. heat cover down there. I don't need no doctor. Oh yeah. No, easy living. I'm sorry. Easy living. I always like the easy living. Yeah. Easy. I just like that album in general. Wasp. I thought they kicked ass. Listen. Remember, I love the video for I Don't Need No Doctor. I thought that was badass when I saw it. It's good stuff. I can't deny the your 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 Raya Heap. It's, it's a mouthful. <laughs> That's what she said. It's a mouthful, Jerry. <laughs> uh, in the ZZ Top realm, I know you found one earlier. That yeah, the sword. I was very pleased. Yeah, that was badass.
It was tasty. It sounded it was. good. It was, yeah, it sounded very good. They're they're one of those bands too. It's like some bands you got to have the singer just right. Some bands you got to have the guitar sound just right. Right. I mean, it's easy. Todd Billy Gibbons, you know, it's oh yeah, he's like the tone meister. Big, yeah. yeah, they yeah. nailed that, and it sounded like it was like the like ZZ Top on steroids because Mastodon did a cover of Just Got Paid, and they did kind yeah. of the same thing. It's like I might it have to find that, but it still sounded like ZZ Top. Like yeah. it had that vibe to it. But the sword nailed it, man. They sounded just like them. Yeah, it sounded killer. That was wickedness. Uh, the corner. I want you. I want you so bad. <laughs> That's a good one, too, man. Yeah. Mr. Royce, would you like a mozzie? <laughs> that sounded very... I, I like that one a lot. Yeah. That whole album's good, but yeah, that uh, did a great job. Uh, <laughs> I still think it's funny that I guess the guys in corner used to be roadies for Celtic Frost. <laughs> that will never not be funny to Celtic me. Celtic Frost, or is it Celtic? All I, I don't know. All I'd say is, if corner comes on, I'm gonna hold it 
until the Celtic Frost comes on. Then I'm going to go. go. I'm not going to go during corner. Yes. Just because they wrote it for him. It's called loyalty. It still means something. I didn't uh, realize uh, that Death did a cover of God of Thunder. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah. Have you heard it? I have, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I'd heard their version of uh, it's a metal cover, but Painkiller, they do a pretty kick ass yeah. version of that. I heard that one as well. Yeah. But the God of Thunder had to sound bizarre. One, I, a couple I found that was interesting because I know that two different artists do the song. Um, the Carnivore's version of Manic Depression, and of course, King's X has a version. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, that's good. I like that. And both versions are cool. The thing I like about the Carnivore version, though, is because Peter Steele, that was in Carnivore, it was like he was even more kind of unhinged than the typo stuff. Like it was, that was part of the appeal. So, like when he's singing about manic depression, he's like, oh, it's so bad. Like he's just doing that screaming thing he does. But like the King's X version, because, you know, Doug Pennick, their singer, you know, he's got a really soulful voice. And they're a three piece, and it just, it sounded big but like the carnivore version is a totally different animal but mm. the king's x version I, I think i have to say i like it better just in context i'd like the carnivore version too the king's x version is amazing well if you talk about covers you got a was it megadeth on the first album these oh, uh, these boots yeah these boots yeah oh yeah uh i read a little something about that the uh the guy that wrote it originally he didn't like uh the stains version of it you know, oh, right. like the uh, the rewrite yep. with Why I guess he changed some of the lyrics. Oh, yeah, that's when they went yeah. back and pulled the uh, Inve syndrome, and he basically like bleeped out all the parts that guy didn't like. So it starts off, he's like, "You keep talking." <laughs> hey, Dave, who died while you were making this record? No one. I just had to like blurb out all the parts so I wouldn't get sued. Okay, just like one long bleep, bleepity bleep. Another another cover I thought was cool that was done by two different artists was no quarter by Zeppelin. Tool did a cover and Crowbar did a cover. I haven't heard the Crowbar, but the Tool version's badass. I listened to a little bit of both. I haven't heard that. Oh, I haven't man. heard either one of them. It's so good. Yeah. The Tool version does sound like Tool kind of made it their own. Yeah. And it it's works. It's dark and... and it, it's got all it's, those, yeah, that kind of watery, almost kind of vibe to yeah. it.
But then the the crowbar version is odd because it's like it you'll have to hear it on I can't really describe it, but it's kinda like you can you can sense the essence of the tune in terms of like the note choice and kind of progression. And even when the vocals come in, you're kinda like I kinda hear it, but I'm not <laughs> It's, well, uh, it's almost like you're waiting for that marker to say, ah, that's what it is. But yeah. it never quite gets, it's like it's there a little bit here and there, but you got to really pay attention to it. Well, he's got a pretty uh, unique voice. That's true. Crowbar is kind of a, you know, you love it or you hate it kind of kind of thing. Well, and they're a pretty unique band <clears throat> that way too. So, I mean, you know, that is what that is. What that is. Sorry, folks, we had to cut this one a little short. Thanks for listening, and we shall continue the covers conversation on a later episode. And as we sign off, we'll leave you with local Atlanta thrash band Decimation circa 1991 with Tim and Russ on the guitars, Tommy on the drums, Eddie slapping the bass, and myself screaming bloody murder. Hey, this is Matt from Metal Nerdery. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Like us, share us with a friend. We are at Metal Nerdery Podcast. That is at Metal Nerdery Podcast. You can follow along with the show on metalnerdery.com slash episodes. Nerd out. Yeah!